0: Good evening and welcome back to another episode of the historical light Masonic podcast. As you see, we are not in our normal studio. Uh, we're actually at the Overland Park Masonic Lodge number 436 in Overland Park, Kansas. And tonight is also the meet and greet for Masonic on Kansas 2023. So we're here live in person checking out the meet and greet venue, plus this amazing lodge. We're gonna learn some awesome history about this lodge tonight. So stick with us. We have a great episode lined up for you right after this on Historical Light.
1: Welcome back to the Historical Light Masonic Podcast, dedicated to illuminate our past and bring our Masonic history to light since 2016. And now, enjoy the show.
0: Good evening and welcome back. So happy to have you guys with us. And again, we're on site, so it's gonna look a little different tonight and audio quality is probably gonna be a little different too, Uh, but we appreciate you guys bearing with us through those differences to really have a pretty cool episode here. We have a live audience, which is really, really neat, Um, but this facility uh, is also gonna be a topic of this evening. One thing I really want to do this evening is obviously thank everybody uh, that's tuning in that's going to be at the event tomorrow, that's maybe been here or is here tonight uh, to support the Kansas, which is really just a phenomenal educational aspect of Freemasonry in our jurisdiction. Um, But a huge factor of making that happen this year has been our vendors, Uh, never a great, Uh, like meeting date in masonry there's always some kind of a conflict so this year we had a little bit of a smaller turnout and our vendors and our sponsors really were imperative to pull off such a high quality event so super stoked for everybody that's involved and we have one of those guys right here tonight not even a Freemason not even connected but he supports what we do here so we're really really stoked to have him on Uh, but will you come over here and uh, give a word real quick sure you want to introduce him yeah yeah so, everybody, uh, this is uh, Derek. Go Come right, right here. here. No, yeah, in. yeah, cool.
2: Uh, this is uh, Derek Stockton, Ash and Anvil. Uh, Derek, do you want to do a little rundown of the
3: shop? and Yes, yeah, so at? we're a small family-owned uh, cigar shop out in Gardner, Kansas. And uh, we're fairly new to the industry. We've uh, opened in September of '22, so we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. Uh, we've got, we've got a yeah, humidor with about 700 different cigars in it right now. Uh, so great selection of mostly boutique brands, uh, really trying to support that small business uh, and uh, and bring some really unique cigars to Kansas City. Yes. And
2: Derek has been a big promoter of Freemasonry in Kansas. Uh, we've done helmet raffles through him. Uh, he's pointed people out to the lodge. Um, and just on behalf of World Park 436, uh, which is, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but uh, this year is our... Centennial year, and on behalf of Jacob Davison, who's the Worshipful Master, uh, my name's John Ali. I'm the uh, Junior Warden of the Lodge. We wanted to give um, one of our where's the camera right there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of our Centennial uh, Challenge coins to Ash and Anvil for all the work that they've done and that they'll continue to do uh, for Freemasonry in Kansas. So, brother, thank you very much for everything you. you do. You. And there you go. And probably uh, display that in the shops. So. I oh, will. Yeah. we can
3: just we'll catch you on this side. Yeah, thanks
2: Thank for you, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. What's that about? What's the address? 204 East Park Street. 204 East Park Street, East Park Street. It's Kansas. Florida, Kansas. It's worth the drive. It's
0: worth the drive. It is. And you know, cool thing to tie in with this show, we, we Focus solely on the history of things. Uh, the building they took on out there in Gardner, which is like just a few doors down from the, the Masonic Lodge in Gardner, uh, was a historic building. And they actually rehabbed it and made it something brand new. Uh, that is really neat. public can go in and enjoy it for years to come now. So we always love seeing that, that history preserved in modern and impressive ways versus riding away as so much of it does. So thank you for all you do in that aspect as well. Speaking of that, Alex, what about this, huh? You <laughs> guys do something around right here? <laughs> well, before, before we get into that, let's go through some introductions because you brothers are a huge part of this lodge. Uh, for those that don't know you, you go ahead and introduce who you are and kind of your role for Masonry. Yeah, uh, I am uh, John
2: Lee. I'm the Junior Warden, as I said before, uh, Overland Park, 436. Uh, relatively new to Masonry, uh, I was raised, uh, going on my first year uh, as a Master Mason. Uh, so this is a, uh, uh, it's been a journey so far. I'm about to take uh, a step into Jerry Kelvin trying to close the lodge door there. Thank you. Um taking my steps into York Wright Masonry as well. Um, so I don't know, this has been one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, Freemasonry means a lot to me and uh, the, the history behind Freemasonry is really what kind of got me interested. But uh, it's been the brothers that have been keeping me
3: coming back. So, 100%.
4: Thank yeah. you so much for being
3: here. Yeah. How about yourself, brother? <laughs> uh, Jacob Davis, works for Master, over in 436. Also, fairly new to me, so I'll keep that for the trivia section later. But, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, sort of. Personal part of my history, I guess. My dad's father uh, was a Freemason out of Swope Park Lodge, 617, I think, on the other okay. side. Fantastic. And I didn't know it too long after he died. That you, that information still, it still took me about 18 years to uh, <laughs> figure out what I had to do to become right. a Freemason. I was expecting that. You know, a <laughs> spot of though. Right. though. That never came, so I finally took matters in my own hands. and. Um, so, yeah, masonry uh, means a lot to me. I'm sort of an old soggy for tradition and the uh, formality, and it's the right one of both. And the uh, intense of mm-hmm. the Park Lodge have very welcoming and supportive in endeavors in and out of the lodge. Can't think of it. Sure, so. yeah. Very cool. Well, I want to thank
0: you guys especially for allowing us to hold our meet and greet here and being such kind of an imperative support, a supporter of Masonic Con this year. Uh, and you know, it just worked out that tonight happened to be an episode night and got an internet connection, so why not? It's really cool to take this out of the guest bedroom, uh, the mason room, as the family calls it, and actually get out here in front of some people and, and a really preserve history in an amazing way. And by doing that tonight is really cool because not only can we do this meet and greet where we've got guys from all over the state, all over the community, even beyond the state, coming in for this event and getting to showcase this particular lodge is pretty important because I don't know, why would right now be important? Wait, was all this here just like a few months ago?
3: Even
4: no, no, it
0: wasn't. A
3: few months ago, yes, but a few months prior to that, really <laughs> much <laughs> different. Right? It would, have been, would have been a different show. Yeah. Talking
0: dirt floors,
3: <laughs> yeah. dirt floors, candlelight, uh, yeah, mules braying in the distance. <laughs> so, so and uh, up close.
0: So to get the, the backstory of Overland
3: Park 436, uh,
0: mm-hmm. did you guys build this place or how did this building here? Yeah, so
2: originally it was the first Presbyterian church that was ever in Overland Park. Um, it was constructed 120 years ago. Um, the stone facade that you see outside is the original stone facade. And now it is now the interior facade as well. Um, <laughs> and as the
3: city reminded us recently, the paint might be original too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We, uh, we, did, we did get cited recently. That's, uh, that's yeah. yeah. But it, we're
4: gonna be working on that as well. That's, uh,
2: yeah, this, uh, this lodge room, uh, originally when we discussed that we were gonna do the remodeling of the building, uh, originally, we were just going to level out the floor. So as a Presbyterian <laughs> Church, you can imagine yeah. uh, there was a slope uh, right. all the way to the east. Um, and we were just going to rip up the floor and put a brand new floor down. And one thing led to another. Jake, you want to talk
3: about that a little bit? <laughs> yeah, it was an exciting time. So our installation for officers takes place in December of the year. Okay. And after our
4: installation in 2020,
3: A number of us, most often a suit event, brought some clothes to change into, and as soon as the installation was over, we changed clothes and started tearing the carpet out of here. Interesting. If uh, you've never seen what the carpet used to look like in here. I believe Brother Powers has uh, a couple of pictures, I don't know if you I, I, them. I suspect One he time might time. be able to share those. Um, it, it might actually make some people get sick. Yeah, he might, <laughs> he might <laughs> take a Dramamine first or something. Or, you know, put on some old Vegas lounge music, I don't know, uh, but in any case, we had started out trying to level the floor and as part of that, they, the construction company was going to take the baseboards out, we had wood paneling hung up around the room and uh, a drop ceiling and they took the baseboards out from the wood paneling, which was a mistake because those baseboards apparently were structural, Oh no. <laughs> and the wood paneling uh, Wood told him that pretty quickly. Apparently, it uh, <laughs> it fell in, and at that point, we realized this was going to be a bigger project than we had expected. So, what wound up happening is we went from leveling a floor, and we were going to install basically the same floor you see here. Mm-hmm. This, this check of pavement, the of wood around. Yeah,
0: exactly. I, I, I can tell that you guys spared every expense in, in putting this place together.
3: Five or six bucks, <laughs> I think, is what, what yeah. the total bill was. Yeah,
0: five yeah. or six.
2: Five or six thousand. dollars. Yeah. No, it was quite. <laughs> uh, we, had to, we had to dig in the coffers, but uh, it's simple, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is where the work happens, right? I mean, 400%. well, the, this is partly where the work happens, mostly. We're in the temple, right? I mean, yeah, not to get too Where, where's, the the where's, this, where's the
0: lodge? the This is the That's well, right. especially talking about Kansas lodges. I, I think it's fair to say that the last time we really saw I mean, lodges do renovations, for sure, sure but the last time we sure. saw like major renovations around Kansas was probably the seventies. Would yeah. that be fair to say? I mean, a lot of the lodges around Kansas have kind of that that seventies mm-hmm. vibe. It's I think motivating in a larger scale to see what you guys have done here and to show what is possible uh, in our temple buildings mm-hmm. and i can only imagine where that's going to take you guys uh, for years to come because just just a simple aspect of doing the work we do within our spaces when you have a space that feels like this yeah. what we do feels different And I think when it feels different, we treat it different and all of that falls into place,
1: right?
3: I'm going to tell you something. We we had our first apprentice conferral here probably a month after our first meeting back. Okay. And I won't do it while you're taping. Maybe we can do it afterwards. But let's just say when all the lights went out, (laughs) you really, I mean, Count how many fingers you're holding up in front of you, and, and you have no idea. It's dark in here, and sure. it's super cool. There's a really it it has to me kind of a feel of an old tavern, but also sort of a I want to say castle. Right?
0: Casket. I would I would use the word castle. Would you? I, I it's stately. Yeah, it's a neat vibe with, yeah. with the with the original stone. And I know this, we've seen in pictures, the building used to have an awesome bell tower. Yeah. Uh, it's just a really cool <laughs> aesthetic. That's right. Let's not
2: get too much into the weeds on the bell tower. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh,
3: actually, I think this is a good opportunity. I do remember a lot of lightning discussion about this. It <laughs> <laughs> history there. Uh, we would be glad to pass the hat around the state of Kansas. If anybody yeah. would like to see the bell tower come back. state
2: that the bell
0: tower. The bell
3: tower, yeah. Uh, hashtag. 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 <laughs> We're there you
0: go. Okay. Uh, before we move on real quick, you guys, like I said, we don't have our uh, normal setup tonight, so we're a little bit off. I'm seeing some comments and stuff coming up, and I can't even see the Facebook side. So I'm gonna ask two favors here. Uh, the lady that's always sharing this out for us is actually right behind the camera tonight, the way I can bet. So thank you for sharing it <laughs> out. Even though you're not home tonight, I'm still gonna put you to work. So you gotta, you gotta earn your place in the show, right? So <laughs> I'm gonna ask if you can look at the comments on the Facebook side and manage those. and. Brother Kellerman, uh, I sent you a link for the studio. You can log in and uh, you'll be able to view the comments on there so we can hopefully get you guys taken care of. And if there's something pertinent, feel free to shout that out from the sides and we can get those comments addressed. Sounds
2: good. You want to talk a little bit about history in the building? Yeah, do let's to, do what it. What do I want to do? Okay. Um, So I I wrote out a little bit uh, about the actual contract that we had with the Presbyterian Church. I thought it was pretty cool. I'll share a a
0: copy of that contract with you if you want to. Yeah, we'll get that. And you guys might notice we're using a different camera tonight, and the cool thing... As we do with like kansas Live research and all that we're all into the 360 right so the out cam we're using tonight you'll notice at the top of the screen i left on that panoramic view uh so you need a little bit of an idea of what this entire room looks like to agree so i, I guess they can see you back there who? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, feel free and we'll definitely add in some pictures and stuff to the comments so you guys can get a better idea of some of the stuff we're talking about this evening so you're talking about contracts so when you guys took over or moved into this building It wasn't a direct purchase. The church was still utilizing it? That's correct. So we went to like a lease-to-own type situation. Gotcha. Uh, On August 10th,
2: 1929, uh, an option contract lease was signed. So uh, three members of the board of trustees for the Overland Park Presbyterian Church um, Society. Uh, That's a mouthful. Overland Park Presbyterian Church Society. Uh, And then William Perry, George Kraft, and William Nicholson, Trustees of the Overland Park Lodge, number 436 AF and AM, which I guess is a mouthful as well. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, we like our long titles here. Yeah, yeah. in uh, Kansas Freemasonry. I guess
0: Masonry. You gotta give the business cards a reason to have two sides. That's <laughs> right, exactly,
4: exactly.
2: It's a business bookmark. <laughs> so uh, the church agreed to lease and convey to Overland Park Lodge on conditions set forth below. $5,800, so $5,800 to be paid as follows. $250 at the time of signing the contract, and the sum of $750 to be paid when possession is given of the property, so when the actual warranty deed is signed over, uh, which is to be on or before March 1, 1930, at the option of the first parties. Upon taking possession, paying $40 per month in advance, said payments to begin the day possession is given, and which said payments of forty dollars monthly in advance shall be paid for a period of one hundred and twenty months. Upon completion, a warranty deed would be issued. So back in the day, we were paying forty dollars a month, and unfortunately, um, a couple of years into that lease to own, um, the lodge hit some financial struggles. Okay, um, we almost lost this building. Really, we did. Um, We actually petitioned to the Presbyterian Society to lower our
4: monthly payments
2: to just $20 a month. Um, uh, That request was denied. And so we almost, like I said before, lost the building. Um, But due to some good faith of brothers at the time, um, collection was actually brought up. And on May 14, well, actually May 14, 1935 is when we petitioned to lower. Um, but on November 11th, 1942, a resolution was presented by Overland Park Presbyterian Church Society stating that the note on the property had been paid in full and that a warranty deed should be prepared. So on December 14th, 1942, that warranty deed was executed and recorded on December 30th. So December 30th was when we actually took full possession of the property.
0: Okay, fantastic. So, So you may have already said this, I may have missed it. Oakland park blocks. Did it have a building prior to this, or was this the establishment? Yes, so before we took
2: possession of this building, we met just down the road. Actually, in one of the photographs you recently shared on Facebook, um, we were in a the second story. Doug, do you remember where, what the cross
3: streets were? Um, I think it was right down at Santa and Indian. Yeah, in it's, it's where the Dragon Inn is, right? We we're in the the story. Really?
2: Kirkland. That's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, in fact, the rent for that building, I believe it's in here somewhere in my notes. Um, yeah, July 20th, 1922, between S.C. Conzer, which anybody from Overland Park knows the name Conzer. Uh, there's a street named after him. Party the First, and Stanley Woodland, George F. Bad, who was the first virtual master of this lodge, and E.L. No building committee of Masonic Lodge, Parties of The second. The lease was for the second story of the brick building, lots 11 and 12 of Overland Park, Kansas, uh, including gas and electric fixtures, two gas heating stoves, and the lease term was for five years to only $950 and paid $15 per month. So that's where we first started that. Uh, that's where we actually petitioned Grand Lodge for our charter, it was in that building.
0: That's fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic. So obviously over the years we've seen, so, so I grew up in Oklahoma Park, not too far from here, uh, and downtown OP has always been kind of a hub of the area, but definitely in the last few years we've seen this part of town change tremendously. Yeah. Uh, how has that
3: impacted his life? Victor, you want to take that? that? That's an interesting question. I don't know if it's easy to qualify since we were meeting at Rosedale for a lot of the time. <laughs> that's yeah. Fair. That's fair. Uh, Shout out to the guys at Rosebud. <laughs> uh, we love you guys. Where we'll be See at you at on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. And also right. tomorrow. And tomorrow. It's going to be tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> we have had recently uh, quite a few petitioners. I don't know how much of it has to do with uh, downtown OB. I know part of the revitalization, they're doing a lot of stuff at Thompson Park across the street. So sure. there was a. An antique auto show. Not that long ago, we invited the antique and classic cars here, from they all to come out. Um, <clears throat> and we actually did get an interesting party then. That's uh, still waiting, still waiting for him to uh, come back. But we gave him everything he needed. If you're to. watching yeah. the <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right, buddy. That's right. We'll uh, see you soon. I hope. Uh, but I think overall it's good. We made our presence known at a city council meeting when there's a building, I'm trying to remember what it is right now, just across. Where the, the Presbyterian Shooters is, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I so think it's school, is. Old, maybe an old girls school most recently. Six something months. like that. They're going to turn into a hotel. We made our presence known at a city council meeting saying say we affirmed, you know, we, we thought it was the right thing for the area. Sure, nah, for whatever that's worth, we called well, John. Uh, attended the city council meeting recently and did the same, which got us some attendees from them for dedication. rededication. Um, I think being a part of the Overlook Park, particularly the downtown Overlook Park community, is important. Uh, a lot of foot traffic. I think if we can make ourselves known in the community, we will see some benefit. I think maybe yeah. we need to talk to the farmers market and you know, <laughs> see what the cost to put a table up. and uh, You know, sell brotherly love and friendship. Right? Yeah, Yeah. Well, I mean, so like I said, this
0: area in whole looks way different than when I grew up here. Sure. Uh, there's, it's really kind of booming right now. There's always stuff going on and I you know, don't know the names of it, but what was the name of that building you like across the street or next door? String Hall. String Hall. Yeah, yeah, String yeah, Hall. yeah. I mean, it's a really cool facility. I mean, you go in there, it's almost like a food court of a mall, yeah. but yeah, you know, it's just in town, they've got all kinds of stuff to do outside and having, you know, stuff like that, the String Hall, the, the amazing park across the street, all the shops just down the road, like. That's really, really cool for a lodge to be in the mix of that. muscle. Well, I'll tell you what I think. I think what's great is that we're finally home
2: again. Like you know, yeah. it, it, we can actually do good for our community now. I mean, when I was initiated, we I only spent about three meetings in this building, like before Fair. we had to <laughs> close everything down. Yeah, I mean, we are. Yeah. We we have a lodge right now full of brothers who want to make. Masonry known within the community. Sure. We want to um, we want to go out with the square and compass on and show that you know, especially with what's been going on um, in Texas and in yeah. overseas with the, the burning of the Scottish Rite building. Like, yeah. we want to we want to teach people that we're not we're approachable. We're not these like great puppet deal. masters that are out in the world like. Pulling the strings on everything—I don't know, maybe Alex is, but <laughs> I'm definitely not. I'm, I'm, I just—I'm a regular dude. I work as a paralegal. Like, I mean, I put my shoes on one foot at a time, like everybody else, unless you put your—you'll get there. You'll get there. Get there. Yeah. That's my really thought. But yeah, um, I don't know. There's just so much that the craft can do, and um, that's what I'm excited about. Sure, you know, that's what. That's what really. Other than the brotherly love and affection that I get every time I come to lodge, it's also just doing work in the community and making ourselves yeah. known.
3: home. Coming, coming back home gave, gave us gives us the opportunity to participate in some of that. And Not
2: that I don't like Lenexa. I mean, Rosedale has a great lodge, and I would have yeah. definitely wanted. But there's something about the community around where your building is. Yeah, sure, absolutely. That's where you, that's where I feel like we can do the most work.
3: Sure. Sure. And I think I think that at the end of the day, that work in the community as a as a member of the local community, that work kind of benefits all the local lodges too. Right. Right. So that work is not, you know, it's not a it's not necessarily a selfish act. It's it's not look at a little part, it's sort of more look at Freemasonry. Oh, you're not in the area. Well, old missions down the road. Rosedale's old bio key. And and I mean, stories we'll get into later, maybe when the camera's off about some visitors we've had recently <laughs> let's just say, have the wrong idea about
0: remastering, but...
3: <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Well,
0: so, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about the history of this lodge, uh, the community in general, and it's kind of interesting, looking around in this room at, at what you guys have done here, have accomplished with this renovation. Uh, oddly enough, even though everything in here is brand new, it smells brand new. It seems to highlight the history and bring it out so much more than the space we had before. Uh, I think, especially you know, like we said, uh, the '70s was a huge renovation factor uh, in Kansas Prairie masonry from what we can see. And in that time period, there was like a huge, probably just convenience factor, kind of covering stuff up. We put up you know, wood paneling, drop ceilings, uh, stuff of that nature. The design that we see here in this renovation seems to be very strategic in my mind. I mean, you guys are really highlighting some historical factors with true modern beauty. Uh, if you guys could tell me a little bit, like what was some of the intent in the design? I wish
4: we could really, really speak to that. Um, sure. Our The mastermind behind all of this uh, is no longer
2: attending the uh, meetings, but um, he has Pass along some of what his ideas were about this, and it's not only some beautiful place that we can come into, but we're also tapping into the history of Freemasonry, um, really just history in general, but also, you know, paying homage to the past while also providing a place for people to come in the future. Yeah, Um, you know, everything that's around here is it's built to last, in my opinion. I think that you know, we we went. Remodeling for a reason. they, um, you know, fortunately we had to go through four or five different contractors to get to them mm-hmm. and find them. But as soon as we found this guy who had spent, you know, the, most of his you know, professional life was in the Northeast, where every single building we work on is at least 100 years old. So, um, uh, so he came from that type of background, and we wanted to really pay homage to the brothers that built this and have left it for us for 100 years and we want to make it something that 100 years from now my kids or my grandkids can come my my, my boys can come and do the same work on the, on the same floor that i walk from that's what that's what we wanted definitely
4: sure I, I
3: think there's some some obvious masonic symbolism in the room even if you take all the furniture and chairs out and you you know get rid of the altar and all these things there's still some obvious masonic symbolism and there may be some some less obvious, from song symbolism, um, the, <clears throat> you know, it was kind of a wild time of decision
4: making, mm-hmm. because as I pointed out
3: earlier, I think John may have spoken the original idea for this was to level more, put this one in and call it down for a while. And right. every time, it seemed like every two weeks we were getting more bad news from somebody, uh, who was working on building, so it really came down to the right decisions under pressure. I mean, at, at one point there was talk of putting drywall up below the, uh, the wood roof line there, mm-hmm. covering up the, the stone walls, and right. you know, as it turned out, it was not only the best decision to leave it as stone, but it was also the most cost effective, <laughs> as it turned out, wow. paying $30, a $30,000 sheet rock but this would have been a mistake so 100%. you know it really came down to just trying to make the right decisions uh as as they spun up
2: uh, and not just not just from a beautification standpoint but also from a fiscal standpoint sure I mean, you know
4: we, we've had
2: brothers that have you know donated to the lodge over the years and we, we want to maintain that fund of course you know Definitely. we don't want to just pour all of that money into this building we're not going for gold faucets and you know Gold toilet for us to sit on downstairs. Like we're we wanted a beautiful place for people to come in, but we also wanted to make sure that it made the right sense. The yeah, place.
0: yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, so this is one thing that I guess we can harp on a little bit because Masonry in general has a lot of historic buildings, and I know in Gardner, uh, this this is something we dealt with for many many years. And I'm not saying it's the case of every lodge that. They have a you know a robust financial situation. Some lodges don't, and you've got to do patch jobs. But I think we've seen plenty of lodges out there that have a robust backing, and they just sit on it. And we see a lot of patch jobs that okay, well maybe it's going to get you another season. But what damage is doing behind Fun that patchwork, right? Uh, so Gardner. One of the things was plaguing us, that was really just destroying the whole building, the whole roof, it had a horrible roof. And it got to one point that I would go up there every time it rained just to make sure it was you know, still in existence. Right. And it was literally raining you know, 360 all around me in the lodge, just raining everywhere. Um, and the consensus of the lodge in the time was to go spend, well, it wasn't even a, a hack job anymore, they wanted to invest a fair amount of money. And a quick fix, and just go paint a bunch of the white sticky stuff on the roof. And uh, even though we did the research and it was porous, it wouldn't work. But it was cheaper than buying a new roof, right? And we finally got to the point of replacing that roof. And when the contractor got up there, we saw there was like over ten roofs on top of each other, <laughs> all over the years, and moisture in between all of those roofs. Yeah. There, while yes, it, it's hard in the in the moment to say, okay, we're going to invest, which is honestly what we're talking about here. Like, yeah, you're not just spending to spend. You don't have, you know, gold doorknobs and stuff like that. And it's not, even though it's very luxurious, like luxury is not the point, it's investing for long-term. Something that's going to last for years to come in a right manner, not just painting over the old and letting it rock behind. I and mean, we got
2: fairly lucky. These, this is the bonus, right? right? I mean, right. if if it wasn't this, then you know, 100,
3: right? Yeah. So right, well, Gardner beat our record. We had our roof done before we did the interior restoration, and we only had three or four roofs under the top. <laughs> so. I thought we had a record. Hats off to you! Yeah, it's exactly. impressive. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: I don't remember the exact. It, it was it was up towards <laughs> 10. It was quite quite impressive. Um, That's good. But, you know, digging into the history of the lodge, it was one of those things that really mm-hmm. uh, struck me because I knew the roof had been an issue
1: ever since mm-hmm. I'd been a member.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's got, I feel like that's every lodge you go. Everyone's yeah. got the roof problems, right? right? Yeah, sure, um, right, sure. But reading back, and, and my wife can attest to this because she mm-hmm. helped me go through all those records as we were writing the history book. We were seeing this generation after generation after generation. It went back. 50, 60, maybe more years that we saw the Lodge on an annual basis up in arms, arguing with one another about this roof situation. Yeah. there was even one part that God knows is probably still there. Uh, the black mold was so bad in the, uh, in the dining hall because it's, you know, brick and stone behind those, uh, they just put up sheetrocking over it. I'm like, well, yeah, sure. That makes it look fancy, doesn't it? But sure. it doesn't fix the problem and it doesn't secure your place.
3: Yeah. Right, well, right. And one of the things I think that's hard maybe to understand, uh, especially for people who aren't Masons, is that business meetings are conducted at most twice a month, yeah. unless a special one is called, right? And so you're meeting in a building twice a month, unless you do study clubs, and then maybe you're meeting four times, four days a month. It's hard to remember sometimes when the sun's shining and it's not raining out <laughs> that there's yeah. a problem with the roof. 100 percent right. And so that's the kind of problem that sneaks up on you and all of a sudden you're looking around going, oh man, we gotta talk about this at the next meeting. Yeah. And in the back of your mind, maybe you're hoping to train you that day because <laughs> bring it back so many. Uh, I know, right? Yeah. I know, right? I know. And so I think one of the one of the goals for this was to get something done that we as a lodge would be proud to have yeah. to yeah. show. I don't know if we had any intentions as far as, you know, c- comparison to any other lodges. You know, every lodge in the states that I've been to is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was more of a lasting thing. It was like, we're going to make a decision to put a floor in, let's do it right, yeah. so that in 50 years they hopefully don't have to mess with it. Yeah. Or if they do, it's a small repair and not tearing the whole thing out to re-level it, mm-hmm. right? and it was just one of those times where because we kept getting pushed by you know all the tragedies behind the next wall so to speak sure then it was like you know what you know there, there were things that we found out that we, we let's just say we probably never would have taken a picture in the east platform together if we know that it wasn't supported you know i mean how many or order? how many people we've
2: had a, we had on the balcony you know moving stuff down which was not supposed to be load bearing at all. But oh I mean, wow! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of different things that like as soon as you peel that onion, mm-hmm. sure. And you want to if if this is going to be around for another hundred years, you got to do the work. Sure. And you show up to you show up to a couple
3: state meetings a month in a suit, or however you show up, and you don't go in the balcony. You don't even turn the lights on. Yeah. You never have the time to think. I wonder if that wall is actually load bearing. <laughs> right why don't know. let us send these guys up to move that big, you know, safe in the back corner? Right? Right. You know? right. So, well,
0: you know, so again, like it's definitely never in every single lodge's budget. And sometimes you, you have to do quick fixes sure. to get by. But in a situation where if there's a way to do it, yeah, I think it kind of falls into some of our Masonic teachings, right? To not cut corners when you don't have to, to that. actually right. you know, do something right. And, and I think, I think if the, the brethren that came before us in this lodge
2: were to look around at this room, anyone? Sure. I mean, I, I don't think anyone would ever. I don't know. We could dig Marvell up or you know, then Marvell up yeah, or something yeah. and ask him what do you think of this room? I mean, I think anybody that looks in here, they're going to be like, yes, this is, this is what I had and it will actually look like,
0: I don't know, man. I think future masons will agree with you. I think if you pull up old masons, <laughs> they're going to sit in here and uh, complain about every dollar. Well, that's so. right. Especially, <laughs>
4: especially if the, uh,
2: they have the title of past Master. <clears throat> but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, I, uh, I don't know. I think, I think this is, I don't know. This is something that I'm proud of. Yeah, um, and I, I, I know Jacob's proud
0: of it, and I think every single Overland Park Mason would say that they're proud of this. Place. You should be for sure. I mean, just obviously, this, this is one of the most beautiful lodge rooms we have in the area. I mean, by far, it's, it's stunning, and. It's probably hard for you guys to see uh, on the screen here, but you'll notice on the wall some of the wooden bookcases. Uh, and if you look in the pano at the top, you'll see that they surround the entire lodge room, even in the east. Um, and there's something really neat about those because there's something behind that wood, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Well,
3: there, we have. What there are stained glass windows, original from the church that uh, this deed was purchased from. Yeah. So those windows, unfortunately, Uh, have always been covered up on the inside, I believe, at least as long as I've been there. So uh, I have to to ask some of our longer tenure brethren uh, what the actual story is there. And part of that is for their own protection. Uh, We definitely, um, you know, I think in the sense of preserving history and tradition as much as possible, I think that would make Freemasonry a conservative, at least in those two senses, organization. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't I don't think, I certainly don't want to be responsible for accidentally knocking one of those windows out of the meeting. Not that it gets <laughs> that there.
4: crazy in there, anymore.
3: but, uh, so
4: you know, the plan, let some of the windows up, let's do it
3: with something that's beautiful and suits the room, and let's do it with something that will be useful, so they're all pretty much empty right now in this yeah. room, but Fourier is a different story, there's some things put up by our uh, past master, Budwell, dwell wife Anna, yeah. Well, what's uh, what's
2: beautiful about these boxes though is that when we do have the money to restore those windows we can take them out and we'll have stained glass uh, in the laundry once again. Granted it's going to probably be a while. Uh, we do have a brother that was uh, just initiated uh, once again, in fact the first initiation of business this right. back in the building. Uh, uh, he has talked about uh, he's very good with
0: stained glass. And he's talking about when uh, he put his last secret on the wall. So, so you guys thought ahead of that and said, you know, we want visibility one day to be able to actually build that into the design to right. for that opportunity. That's that's really really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs>
4: we'll <we're> probably keep <laughs> ones in these just for uh, sake of
2: having more storage space, but uh, eventually we'll all. Three of these windows and those two windows will be open. Uh, also, I don't know if the brothers or audience at home can see, that up mm-hmm. on the west wall there are three windows. Uh, the plan is to put uh, stained glass within each of those oh, with the working beautiful. with the working tools of each degree um, backlighting on whatever degree we're
0: on. We're working in. on so. you yeah. know yeah, I'll. Uh I don't think he's, he's downstairs, probably, but we have a brother here tonight, uh, Ryan Flynn, that has done some amazing stained glass work. Sorry. Yeah. Was
4: he at... Uh,
0: he was. He was. He was.
4: Yes. yes, yes. Excellent talk. Excellent talk. What did yeah. you do for me? So probably, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Quite good. Well, he's uh, he's he's done some really cool uh, stained glass work, so we yeah. need to have some Ryan Flynn work here in Kansas. Yes, nice. it would. Yes, yeah. it absolutely would. We'll, we'll talk about it after the <laughs> tape. Yeah. So now, before before this lodge room came to be, which you know, kind of worked itself into being, it was supposed to be a smaller project. Uh, it wasn't just a, we have to do this. You guys were already investing in this lodge, right? Like I remember uh, before this project, you guys had put some substantial work into
3: the lower level. That's correct. Yeah, the, the, the night of my night of my apprentice degree, I, I asked my worship brother, Doug Jessup, to point me towards the restaurant. There was another fellow going through before me. And he told me to watch my step. He said it's downstairs to the left. Watch your step. And I thought, is this hazing? <laughs> is this a Masonic even? Am I going to learn about what he's talking about? Well, I learned immediately. I flipped the switch, and the whole room downstairs was completely deconstructed. I mean, that word, man. You know, sheet rock, nails, sheet rock, dust, ladders, all kinds of stuff down there. So my my understanding is that uh, on that very back wall where the refrigerator is yeah. down there trying to think the stairs. That would be the east side of the basement. Uh, There's a small closet back there that had some pump in it that had failed or some similar thing was some plumbing issue. So it would rain outside, it wouldn't come through our roof, it would come up through the basement.
1: And oh, the carpet down yeah. there
3: being a pretty, pretty solid uh, <laughs> at holding water <laughs> uh, became a problem. And so they got that resolved, which you know, at, at that point we're tearing the carpet out of that room, and I think there was some drywall damage so we're going to have to do drywall work anyway. Yeah. Let's take care of the lower level. We'll deal with up the upper level later. Shortly after the lower level was completed, which uh, which is beautiful. There was a little work done down there because during the deconstruction down here, when they had the floor and the subfloor out, it was just floor choices around. Uh, not one but two people went through the uh, sheetrock in the basement. Oh, man. So not all the way through. But uh, uh, you know, a good a good foot and a half away. So uh, luckily injuries were few and far between over the prior, I think, uh, but the ceiling got painted black down recently during during all this. Uh, that's shortly after that would the roof, then we did the inside and uh, got the whole lodge done in record time. Uh, now, it was now a we're multi-year year
2: project. Yeah, now we're moving we efforts to the uh, to the outside some more. So yes, that's that'll, right. That'll be, be our next project. So. That's
0: awesome. Well, we're hearing about some of those scares. I'm sitting here, you know, seeing Brother Jessup in the background, who's who's also a career uh, insurance man, right? How did you make it through all that without having a heart attack?
4: <laughs> I never told him about one I had. Oh good gosh!
3: Sport. Another one of the secrets of history. That's it. Okay, so, so obviously
0: there's a lot of history here, and you guys have gone through a considerable amount of work to uh, both preserve and, and sustain this. Uh, tell me a little bit about your guys' vision for the future. The okay, park. Can I talk about the
2: past for just one Go second? On, yeah. I, got, I got two stories that I want to to share, and I'll make them quick here. Uh, one of the best things that I, I read while going through the minutes of this lodge Uh, was, I I just have to share this, where is it at here, May 2nd, 1935, Lodge was requested to keep a lookout for cows knocking over the temple's downspouts and to report it to the patrol. (laughs) Apparently, uh, May of 1935, some cattle got loose and were were in a muck for downtown um, and one more thing, and this is this was my that's mom. what they mean by right? <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, yeah,
3: that's right. March 26th, 1938,
2: special dispensation called for five third degrees. Like, wow, Jesus. 167 visitors and 51 members were present.
3: And that—that that was during this building. I was Holy! In god. this cow? Yeah. Don't, don't look at the uh, capacity number <laughs> that the fire. Marshal? I don't.
2: I don't believe the fire marshal was worried about things back in uh, nineteen thirty-eight. Still chasing cows away from the. Cows. <laughs> <laughs> Five
0: degrees. I'm surprised that's not still going on. Oh
3: right. uh, wait, I'm telling you. Oh
0: uh,
4: god.
2: But I'll, I'll I'll tell you what. That is going back and reading those just. <clears throat> I'm so proud of this lodge. I'm I'm, I'm grateful that this is the lodge that that I joined. Um, This, the history behind this building and the brothers that came before me. I just want to add to that, and I mean that they they took you know five men and made master masons in one day. Like that's the devotion, and they were able to get 167 guys from around the area to come to that.
0: That was it's phenomenal. Yeah. 100%. 100%. But well, we've got about 14 minutes left. I want to talk about what your guys' vision of the future is. And then I've seen some of our other sponsors that are in right here. I want to give a chance to bring them up and talk uh, before we uh, end the show here. So what, what is uh, Oakland Park's vision moving forward?
3: That's an interesting, interesting question. Uh, and the seed for that was planted by our <laughs> District Deputy grandmaster Adrian Wrightworth brother Adrian you a couple weeks ago when he read me his report from his official visit and <laughs> he told me where our deficiencies were, which was stated goals for the lodge. So I've been thinking about that and I think it plays in fairly well to your question. Yeah. I'll have to bring these up at our next statement so that we can get them in the minutes. But, um, you know, one of them I think, and this is something I've been interested in since the beginning of this year, which I started as the junior warden, uh, which is Masonic Unity. A feeling of unity in the district, in the area, in the state—sure, right—and uh, I've tried to practice that by attending other lodges' state meetings, helping with degrees, and, and etc. But I think if Freemasonry in Kansas and maybe around the world started acting like we were all Freemasons and not Masons from Oaklawn Park, Four Thirty Six, or Masons from this lodge or Masons from that lodge, uh, it would go a long way. I think promoting uh, obviously, brotherly love, friendship is an obvious one. Uh, giving everybody who comes through the door, to include the members who are already members of the lodge, maybe some who have been members for a long time, yeah. the best experience possible. Uh, and that might not just be in the lodge room. That might be after hours activities, meeting up for first Friday. Um, so promoting. You know, harmony and unity within the lodge itself. And I think that if Owen Park is successful, and maybe the Lodge is successful at doing those things, it will show the community at large some of the things that we need to show them, as John talked yeah. about earlier in this podcast. And I think it will make more men want to join yeah. Well done. Yeah, I, I echo everything he said.
2: Um yeah, I I think one of the biggest things that we've been working on um, is transparency within the lodge. Yeah. For a long time, there were the secrets of Freemasonry that were held, with, even with the brethren, uh, sure. that were supposed to have been brought to light. Um, and one thing that we have been working on that has been my goal, and I believe Jacob has been backing me up on this is just, you know, we're all girls. And, yeah. you know, we just need to be transparent. Um, and I think that plays into being transparent with the rest of the community of Masons in Kansas is just um, I'm going to extend my hand to you, and you're going to extend it back, hopefully, and we're going to make
4: this world a better place. i, I hope That doesn't sound too like, peace, love, but, <laughs> yeah.
0: but well, I, I don't think it's a bad thing, but you know. One of the things that I'm sitting here listening that I think is is pretty beautiful uh, is the fact that you're talking about your district deputy's uh, report and actually making you think because uh, as we have some both current and past Grand lodge officers sitting here that can attest to this, uh, this is something that for many years not just now uh, has been one of those things that even the slightest recommendation right can come back is that's not your business, our Lodge. Grand Lodge is against us and cause some kind of rift there when really these reports coming back, like
1: for Grand Lodge
0: to succeed, we need lodges to succeed. Sure. So absolutely. to hear to hear a lodge actually yeah. hearing uh, the feedback and that making you sit down and think, like I, I think we're on the right track. Yeah. Like that sounds <laughs> that sounds really, really good to me.
3: Yeah, you know, I I I don't know where it comes from, I don't know if it's got to do with me so much, but at least in my own personal history. In my own life, I've been given enough unconstructive feedback <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that when I get constructive feedback, I am very glad to take it. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of the, to me, it's sort of a dispassionate or, or impersonal offering from an right? right? It's not, hey, you guys are idiots, you need to do this stuff. It's, hey, I was looking at this, you're doing a lot of things, right? Here are a couple of things that I think you could improve that get you up to the highest rating. For 100%. The Grand Lodge. You know, I think every lodge should strive for that. Back to what we were saying earlier. Okay. Right? You, know, okay. you want to do a patch job and be or you want to act like a Freemason and do yeah. everything you can to uh, improve the organization, improve yourself, and help your brother improve
0: themselves. Well, you know, I think one of the cool things about it, too, is you know, like I said, for, for a Grand Lodge in any jurisdiction to see, obviously, they're nothing without their lodges. So we need our lodges to succeed. Uh, But we think about that, you know, Masonic virtue, especially looking to the east, we have our our rough and smooth bachelor, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're always we're always looking to perfect ourselves in those ways and and find those rough spots. But I I think as
3: humans, sometimes it's hard to see some of those rough spots, right? So like having that constructive
0: criticism from a grand lodge level saying, hey, here's some spots that we see could improve. uh, at the end of the day, we're just we're trying to not just be individuals as a whole, but Better Freemasonry.
3: Sure. And at the at the area leadership meeting in Wynehout earlier this year, I think is it was in April? Yeah. Is that when that took place? Um, <clears throat> you know, the comment was proffered by I think it was Brian Minnick, our area deputy grandmaster. Yeah. Good guy. Uh, good friend of mine, yeah, great guy. Hi Brian, thank you for watching. <laughs> Wish you were here. Uh, but he proffered the comment that a lot of lodges in the past, or maybe even still, have had a Bit of a combative relationship, as you pointed out, in the Grand Lodge, right? And I never, really, you know, a visit from an official visit from DDGM is, you know, the principal visiting the classroom kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. And I, I thought to myself, I mean, I guess I could see that, but at the same time, isn't that guy a mason, too? <laughs> yes, indeed. What do I have to worry about? If he's coming in here representing the Grand Lodge, yeah. He's a member, at least representing at least one other lodge himself, and he's coming in in the character of Mason to just see how things are going. Yeah, what's so scary about it? I think
0: that it's. I think it's really easy for guys to forget that aspect. You know, if, okay. if you feel like you're going to be in the wrong in any way, it's easy to come off uh, defensive in those measures. But if you really you know think about the much larger picture there, that you know he's not just being a. Uh, an evil guy coming in saying, "Oh, I'm gonna shut you down." Well, if they do that too much, then what? They shouldn't yeah, down, I right? So, like, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, and what's to be scared of a, of a grand lodge officer when he shows up in full regalia anyway? Yeah, those right. aprons are like 27 right. pounds. That guy's not. I cannot beautiful. walk again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, i called one of those before Well, you know, I, I think obviously from day one, in masonry mentorship uh becomes this
0: extremely important aspect sure and if we can look at it from that light i think it will help us because ultimately the goal is, is uh not just to be masons today but allow masonry to survive and thrive uh, for years to come and sometimes if we don't take certain measures, obviously like you had stuff going on in this building if we just ignored it where would that leave us So we can look on that in multiple levels and say, okay, Freemasonry in our lodge, in our city, in our state, uh, if we ignore certain things and just try to gloss over and cover up, where is that going to leave us down the road
3: without actually making that investment as we've seen done here? Sure, absolutely. I, I think that to a certain extent that that analogy extends to Extends to the individual brother himself too, right? If you're operating with a veneer of authenticity, or you're operating with the veneer of care and brotherly love, then yeah, maybe maybe you're not getting the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe maybe maybe, uh, maybe we should show you, tell you what those words are for again. You know. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, well, we've got about five minutes here. I want to
0: 100% thank you guys so much for supporting Masonicom, for allowing us to uh, have a meet and greet here and enjoy the amazing labors that you guys have put into this place. I urge everybody, if you happen to be in the area, 100%
3: stop into the Lodge, and uh, you won't regret it. So, brothers, Wait, Absolutely. You. Thank so you. I mean, I- I'd like the person to welcome everybody to come see us for doing that. At some point soon. Yeah. And we're having a rededication on August 12th. Yes. We have the Grand Lodge out here. In old, how can somebody get involved in that rededication? We that? have improved our social media uh, presence a little bit, I think. Uh, Brother John has put out some invitations. You yeah. Can email him. At yeah. If you're uh, if you're interested
2: in coming, please RSVP. It's John, J O N, period, Ali, A L L E E, period, O P 436 at gmail.com. And also I just want to say Alex, uh, thank you for being here. Yes. And thank you for Masonicon. Uh last year I was literally raised about two weeks before Masonicon. The That's light right. that I the light that I received last year was blew my mind. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful for this con and I'm I'm grateful for you man. I really thank am. You, yeah.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us and letting us join you this evening 100%. Well before we uh, wrap up this evening with our our toast of uh, H2O because we are in the lounge room. That's right. (laughs) I do want to uh to say that uh, not only are you guys truly amazing for supporting this event but we've also had some of our other supporters uh, come in here that I definitely want to point out. Uh, Anyone in here that has is a sponsor or vendor for the SonicCon this year please rise Brothers, will you please? All come All rise. Come on, <laughs> <All> rise. <laughs> come on in. Kind of
3: gonna <laughs> get out of the way here. I don't know Alright. Right. come on in. First of all, thank you so much for being here. Right.
0: Tell us a little bit about what your what organization your company is that is supporting the
1: uh, Mason accomplishing. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I'm a mason out of Fort Worth, Texas. So I Start. made the drive up here today. Um, my wife and I are here with uh, Mercury Crafts. Uh, so what we do is uh, kind of custom pieces, one of a kind pieces. If you're looking for something to give to uh, Pat's master as a gift or a mentor, uh, we've also worked with some of the national organizations, some of the national Masonic bodies, to create special one-of-a-kind items. Uh, so, if you're looking for something and you can't find it anywhere else, come to us, and we'll be happy to take a look at it. So, excited for this is a beautiful lodge room. Uh, excited for tomorrow as well. So, I'm looking forward to it. One hundred percent. How can I get a hold of you? Social media website? Uh, yeah, so we're on Facebook, Mercury. Crafts. Uh, we also have mercurycrafts.com is our website. Uh, and then you can always reach me. Uh, I'm also a Master of Texas leather Research. So if you can't, I've had people reach out to me through the live. Fantastic. Uh, so I'm I'm there. So Fantastic. thank you so much for your
4: support and being here, brother. Hey, I know we have you on the beginning. Did we cover website and stuff with you?
3: Yeah, we've got a website ash we on social media, we're on Facebook and Instagram and uh, they find all of our stuff online next. Thank you so much (laughs) again,
0: man. Brownie, support you again, brother. Return supporter for everyone, because nobody knows who you are. (laughs) (laughs) So Amity is the only mobile application in the world that helps connect Freemasons across every lodge in the world. Um, We document now Great way to learn more about Freemasonry, uh, understand what's out in the world around you, uh, and you know, uh, every every day in the app you can see a lodge like this somewhere in the world, uh, which it is. It is just a, a blessing and a thrill to be in a lodge as beautiful as this. 100%. I totally uh, love what you said at the beginning about when we have spaces like this, it puts us in a mindset yep. that lets us think bigger things about Freemasonry and lets us become bigger and better people. One so, hundred. Really <laughs> thrilled to be here. Really proud of you for. What you're Thank you so much, brother. You guys are doing some amazing things. Who in the room has this, this weird ring? Anyone here? Uh, we got a few. No, we've got a couple in the room. So if you guys haven't seen it, uh, this is not just any ring. It's a Masonic ring, right? I don't I don't see any markings on there. What, what is this? Nice and, nice and discreet. Uh, as a matter of fact, we've also just launched a, a companion card for it. Um, uh, this is a Masonic passport. That is a signet, a Masonic signet ring. Uh, both of them have NFC chips in them. So just like Apple Pay or Android Pay, uh, you can just tap your ring against the phone uh, and your Masonic profile will pull, pull up in about 120 Grand Lodges now. We can do real-time membership status uh, for, for all those different bodies. Um, and something that we just launched in the last couple of weeks is the ability to show a public profile. And so now your ring, your card, they become your personal business card, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. we're only in Lodge, what? One to 3% of our lives, right. unless you're we're a Grand Lodge officer. Uh, so what we're trying to do at Amity is say, look, Freemasonry is amazing in the Lodge, Yeah, but we as Masons, we have a life too, right? Yeah. How can this become part of our life in the normal day? You know, it, it's amazing. Being, being a history guy, we we talk about you know obviously trying to preserve what's there, but where we often fail is remembering to keep us going into the future. And it's it's guys like you and the stuff that you're doing through anyway that is taking on that project and making sure <laughs> It's getting Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But it's been it's been a joy. It really has. Coming to events like this is what really inspires us, right? And and seeing the things that you're doing. You know the second year in a row again super proud of what you're doing really glad to be here and it's an honor to support you couldn't do it without your support <laughs> uh, yeah. much? i do pretty good most Worshipful tony borum and you're supporting us through the i would like to give a shout out to our tested bond brothers who Fantastic. are supporting this uh, you know uh back in I, I think it was around 2013 when uh most Worshipful rick Ryder introduced the the, the three main goals of the Grand Lodge, which was excellence in education, excellence in communication, and excellence in esoteric work. Yes, sir. And I think that's about the time that, that you were kind of coming into the fold yeah, yeah. and that uh, you picked up this education part with such zeal that it, that it really, it really invigorated everyone. Tuscan Lodge is a an affinity lodge, uh, small membership, but we're leadership and education, that's what we focus on, and it was a no-brainer for us to help support you in this Masonic and you can always count on our support for that. Thank you so much, brother. Yeah, everybody, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, everybody, tuning in. I hope uh, we see a lot of you at the event tomorrow, if you got tickets. Uh, if have not and you want to get on the virtual side send me an email tonight i can still get you in on that but seriously thank you everybody and until next time keep preserving masonic history We'll do that weird out to the screen now because i gotta walk in have a good night everybody